Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.twgna.com and join today. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the creator of Submission Support, our monthly membership to help you curate and submit your next wedding. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm super excited about today's brand new episode because I'm chatting with Nate Grahek all about how your photography website might be hurting your business. Nate shares his thoughts as to how photographers could unknowingly be keeping new leads from reaching their inbox. But don't worry, Nate shares how you can easily turn it around and offers some helpful insight on how you can do it on your own or with a little professional help. A little bit about Nate is that he is the founder and CEO of Sticky, a suite of DIY tools that helps photographers book more clients. He's also a story brand certified guide with over a decade of experience in the photography industry, and I'm so excited that he's here. So let's dive in. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line today. Nate, can you say hi to everyone? Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I love... Thank you for what you're doing. I think that... It's so important. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of any educator, any expert in our industry that is talking about business. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to get the creative side right. But in order, I see it as I'm really passionate about this. It's the the way to to pave the way for us to keep doing our passionate creative work is to wrap it in a sustainable business. Um, and it's not always the most exciting we're going to make today. I've got some really fun practical tips today to make it engaging. Um, but it really does come from a place of ensuring your customers get to experience the awesome things you do uh, by wrapping it in a sustainable business. Yeah, I love that. Well, that's why you're here. I'm excited to pick your brain <laughs> and get all the goodness out of what you want to share. So today we're going to be talking about why your photography website might be hurting your business. And I, I was really intrigued by this topic um, because, you know, people don't really think about things like that. So before we get started and dive right in, let's introduce you to everybody. Can you tell everyone a little bit about you, your company and how you got started? Sure. Uh, the short version is I was, um, if I go really fast, <laughs> I was a bartender <laughs> for a while. Uh, then I got into the corporate world of training and education. I got my master's in that. And while I was doing portrait photography as a hobby, uh, kind of doing that on the side, I stumbled across a really cool idea to use technology 
to market my my portrait business. Mm-hmm. And it was this idea of using creating a custom mobile app for each customer that is called Sticky Albums. And I turned that into a business, a software business in 2012. And and the rest is history. We, we grew very, very quickly to helping thousands of photographers worldwide. And now we do websites, story brand websites, landing pages, email marketing, and even built for you services now uh, over 12 years later. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I remember when Sticky Albums came out. Uh, I've been doing this since 2010. And um, I, I forgot the photographer, Jen, maybe? Um she does boudoir yeah. now. Yeah, she was like yeah. your ambassador. Yeah, and she was promoting it. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool idea. So I remember you when you started. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so wild. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. It's been a fun ride. Yeah, that's great. And I love that you do all sorts of different aspects of the branding and, and helping people market themselves. And the website, you know, your website is so important. Um, it really is your storefront and where people can go either the first or second time when they, you know, find out about you. So I, w- I would love to, to sort of like jump right in, you know, before we go into what is hurting your website, maybe you can tell us what makes a good website. Really good question. And, and this trajectory really came from a, a painful aha moment. Um, in the early days of sticky, my slogan was book more clients. We help you book more clients. And it was really geared. It was a very kind of novel, new, exciting way to get your clients talking about you and getting really good word of mouth referrals. And while that's, of course, I think the foundation to any successful business, big or small, what I realized is that getting a referral, getting traffic to somebody's website, it does not mean that's a book game. There's actually this huge kind of gap. There's a huge leap we've got to get from getting a stranger on your website just to an inquiry, to giving you a call or filling out a contact form. And because I realized how much more work there was to do there, that's really guided like the last six plus years here at Sticky. Um, I went and got StoryBrand certified. just one of my favorite marketing books of all time. And I just knew I took the opportunity during COVID to just go get certified and bring these important messages of having clear, concise marketing words and messaging um, on our website so that more photographers can, can get more clients. And I think there's just that gap that we weren't delivering. And I almost felt bad about it. I felt like we're leaving so many photographers behind Mm-hmm. Um, just by helping them get referrals, it wasn't enough. And now I'm really, really focused on on helping them close that gap. I love that. And that's by Donald Miller, right? The story brand. That is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Great book. Um, Great and so book. if we wanted to talk about kind of lessons learned um, about what's hurting, or sorry, you want to talk to me about what makes a good website, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just go for the good and then we'll, and then we'll go dive into the, the what's hurting you. <laughs> I, let's, I love it. Let's do that. So I think that the first thing that's hurting it, I'll start a little high level and then we'll get more, more specific, is, is building it for the right job. I think that I like to think of all of the amazing technology tools that are available to all photographers now. Um, it's helpful to think of them as like employees on your team. Mm-hmm. And a good manager uh, met, um, 
measures the, the uh, and holds your team accountable to certain specific, like one, ideally one metric. Like what, what does success look like? So when we say good, what do I mean by a good website? Does it look pretty? Does it make people feel warm inside? Like what is that good mean? And my, my argument is that it might be a little cold and calculated, but I believe that your website's number one job is to turn traffic into a lead. Mm-hmm. And it's that one singular conversion rate. Industry average worldwide, it's about 1%. And I remember nobody told me this when I first started. And so I would look at my traffic and my phone wasn't ringing. My, I was not my contact. I would reach out to my friends and say, Hey, could you fill out my, your, my contact form on my website? And I would almost cry when it worked because <laughs> it meant that for every, I would, every 100 visitors on my website, 99 of them were not reaching out. And I just, I took that so personally and I felt like I met 99 people hated my work and my business was a failure. And so I think some of the numbers are hard to look at, but it's an employee. You can't fix what you don't measure. So first and foremost, the, the, the thing that every good website needs is you need to know what your conversion rate is from traffic for every 100 visitors you have, how many leads how many phone and I would call it consider a lead whether somebody's calling you emailing you filling out a form whatever that might be okay so that's the first piece mm-hmm. um I think the next big one you need is a clear uh hero a clear sentence uh, hero sentence on the top of your page and I tell people to think of the, your website kind of like a billboard so imagine that you're driving down the freeway, 70 miles an hour, and you see a billboard and it, and it resonates so much with you, you let off the gas and, and consider, oh my gosh, that's interesting. That could help me. I want to learn more about that, right? That's what your website should do to strangers landing on your website for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and all too often, we'll talk about this in the mistakes, um, is we're writing our websites and designing them based on what we've seen others do, um, based on what we, we've been told by with outdated advice. And we write so much of our website about ourselves instead of writing it about our customers mm-hmm. and making it crystal clear what you do and how you help. So having, this is the, the good and the bad news um, is most websites are missing clear words mm-hmm. in the right order. And so that's the big thing we'll talk about is the number three thing is your overall, your a good website has clear words. And when I first heard this, I, I wanted to run for the hills. I hated writing. I've struggled with ADD and dyslexia in high school. I never thought of myself as a good writer. But then using what well, kind of the the thing I <laughs> what surprised me is every good copywriter you talk to who does this professionally, nobody starts staring at a blank screen, right? You, everybody starts with a framework or a formula. And that's what StoryBrand did for me. And that's what I get excited to share with other photographers so that you don't have to start from zero. And it's about, in short, it's about writing uh, about your clients as the hero instead of making yourself the hero. You want to celebrate your past clients and talk about very, very quickly 
the problems you solve for your clients instead of it all being about you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's very powerful. <laughs> it's very <laughs> powerful when you, when you have that aha moment and you realize, oh my gosh, I've been doing it wrong. I've been, I've been just messing it up and not even realizing it. So I'm, I'm really excited to jump in. Okay. So now we know what a good website is, but let's talk about yeah. what you're doing to hurt, to be hurting yourself. Like how are we actually ruining it? <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah. So before I go into this, I, I need, I need to pause and say, look, the, the, the last thing that I want to happen for listeners to this is to for me to be pile on of of guilt and shame. No, I think my, my most important message today is that you you can't do it all. Mm -hmm. I think that as entrepreneurs, it, it's lonely, it's isolating, and there's giant companies spending millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads, making like selling this illusion that building a website that makes you money while you sleep is something everybody should be able to do in a weekend. Mm -hmm. And that just isn't the case. So many website template companies give you everything you need now. It is great. There are some great options. You don't have to know code anymore. So they give you everything you need to make something pretty. But what Donald Miller teaches us is that pretty isn't enough anymore, mm -hmm. right? And coming up with the clear words in the right order, in order for anybody to buy something, they need to read or hear words that connect with them and convince them that this person or service can help them survive and thrive. And that's the first point here is that no website template company is giving you that. And so... With left with no data, this is the, the harder emotional cost of having a website not work is we see the traffic coming out to our websites and we're not getting the bookings we expect. And what left with no real story, we oftentimes make up our own stories mm -hmm. and we're not usually kind to ourselves when we when we make up those stories like, oh, my gosh, my work's terrible. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to invest in photography in my city anymore. Like we've all been there. Imposter syndrome is common at any at any person I talk to at any stage of their business. I know people, entrepreneurs struggle with this, and so that's my first takeaway today, guys. Is don't don't walk away. I'm going to give you some mistakes that I see um, experts make, photographers make, in, on websites. But I don't want you to feel like this is something you should know. I think in a lot of ways, it's important to acknowledge the things that you're great at and to look into if you want to learn how to be an expert at all these, th these things, great. You can take your time and be patient and slow with yourself, or you can start identifying experts to help build out your team. Yeah. Um, so that's the first caveat. <laughs> now, now with that out of the way, let's talk <laughs> about what the mistakes I see, the most common ones are, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this comes from the theory here is this idea of the curse of knowledge. It's this concept popularized in the book Made to Stick by Dan and Chip Heath. That's a fun side note. That's how I came up with the name of my company, Sticky Albums. And now we just call ourselves Sticky. Oh, nice. Uh, is this idea that good marketing should be sticky and memorable. But the problem in coming up with good marketing is that we are all too close 
to the thing that we are selling, to the service we are selling. It's so hard to see the forest from the trees. And while many of us are, your audience have been in the wedding industry for many, many years, you're it's counterintuitive, the expertise you have, how much you know about weddings and planning the day and venues and vendors and all of that stuff makes it actually harder for you to write simple, clear language. So Janae, have you ever been at like a networking event where they have that icebreaker where it's like, okay, go meet somebody, go meet a stranger for five minutes, then come back and you have to introduce that each other to the group. Yeah, I've done that before. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think it's a good ex exercise for you to think about. Could if you were to have somebody else, or even a friend, um, look at your website, could they e explain back to, to a stranger what it is you do and why it's important? And oftentimes people can't do that because we make we keep adding like shelves, like books on a shelf. We oh, The longer we're in business, the more content, the more pages, the more images we add um, to our websites. And it just makes it too hard for a stranger to understand within milliseconds. Mm -hmm. So that's the high level theory. Um, now let's talk about some, I'll just kind of like rapid fire, some yeah. things to, to add to your mental note and maybe Google how to fix. These are the most, and in, in, in we've built hundreds of sites for photographers now. Here are the biggest mistakes I see day in, day out. Um, still, unfortunately, too many people with uh, mobile-friendly sites are, that aren't, sorry, that aren't mobile-friendly yet. And SSL, having a secure certificate where you get that little green checkbox. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of services that don't include that for free. And that really starts to hurt both an impression of a stranger on your site and Google doesn't like to send traffic to websites of, that are not mobile friendly and of course that are not SSL certified. Mm -hmm. So that's an important annoying technical thing that again, I'll say it one more time, don't feel like that's something you need to be an expert on how to do, right? There are experts like me that geek out about this that love figuring that out for people and making it easy. Just like it's so easy for us to outsource our taxes um, I want to give people permission that you don't need to be experts in all of this stuff. Yeah. Um, another big pet peeve of mine is auto scrolling testimonials. So oh. testimonials are some of the most important words um, in our marketing. Mm -hmm. And if we can convince people to actually slow down and read them, that's gold. But for somebody who felt frankly stupid when I had to read it in public in school because I was a slow reader and I'm feeling rushed. That's what an auto scroll will do is I'll get halfway through a really good thing and it'll auto scroll. And I just feel like, oh, whoops, I'm stupid. <laughs> and guess what I'm not going to do next for the next one. I'm not even going to try reading the next one. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot of auto scrolling tools out there. There was an interesting trend for a little while to like, look at me, look at all these great things I've done. If you don't like this, look at this. But you just have to let people drive. Everybody uses the internet in their own way, mm -hmm. and it's not how you do it. Yeah. So that's a really hard thing to take in is everybody thinks they're an expert, and we think that everybody uses and reads the way we do, but we're one of a kind, and we need to let other people kind of drive on their own. Um, the next one would be don't put text on images. I know a lot of photographers are comfortable in Photoshop or Canva. 
and it's they feel like they can control and design easier in those platforms and put the imagery next to the the words where the way they want it the problem there is google's not seeing those words um the words are never going to be the right size on, across multiple devices and they'll oftentimes get pixelated or blurry or too small or too big and so the text the words are the most important ingredient on your page um it has to be written in, use in the HTML or written in the website builder, not in a JPEG. Um, and then wrapping up the other ones would be too many images or too many pages. So I think it's okay. But when I look at the most successful photographers, there's like, I could plot this on a graph. <laughs> I think that the most successful phot photographers have fewer images in their portfolio than others. Mm -hmm. And I want to, Remind you that if if we put ourselves in the shoes of our website visitors and they're there for the first time, they look at your 10 jaw-dropping, awesome, um, emotionally triggering, like in the right way images. Um, and they're like, oh my gosh. And that like the gallery starts looping. And they're like, oh, these are amazing. I want to see more. That is a good thing. It is okay to leave a website visitor wanting more. That mm -hmm. is like a hundred times better than the alternative is is overwhelming or or kind of blurring and giving them too many things to consider. After 10, 20 images, they're just going to start seeing ones they don't like. And so it's okay to leave them wanting more and to only include images that you want to sell more of. Uh, I think a lot of times people, there's like, it's it's hard to let go of old images that you loved yourself. But if you don't, even if it's a style that you don't do anymore, um, the only reason to have something on your website is to attract people who want more of that. And it's, it's I, I think it's important to, to ask a friend, ask somebody that you trust to review, to help review your portfolio and really aggressively edit it down to the very best images you want. Yeah, I love that. Um, I say that all the time. <laughs> yeah big proponent of that like any you show what what you show is what you attract so if you don't mm -hmm. want to do ballroom weddings don't put them on your site if you don't want to do tender weddings don't put them on your site if you don't want any more green and white white weddings don't put them on your site like it's just it's very <laughs> easy uh to get into the trap of well i have to put everything i've ever shot on my website but you're right it does you more of a disservice than it does help. So I've been actually toying with this idea myself where I have um, a main gallery, like a welcome gallery, and then um, smaller galleries for my weddings and engagements. But I'm actually contemplating, and, and maybe this talk is making me even realizing I'm going to do it, just making one gallery for each. And then and if they want to see more, they can reach out. So I'm probably going to do that. <laughs> I feel like this is hitting home for me today. It's great. And I think that especially, I know most of your listeners in the wedding space, um, one of the tactics I really recommend is this baby step or a, whether you want to think of it as a Hansel and Gretel like breadcrumb trail where you get people's attention first and then you give them a, a path to go deeper if they want to. And so that the best path is they have to inquire. They got to enter in their email address to get pricing information or some free tips or to look at a full um, a full portfolio or whatever. Um, another way to do it is I recommend 
this is kind of, I'll just workshop some of my, my best advice here is on testimonials mm-hmm. is, and this is, um, you can kind of extrapolate th- this concept to your whole website. So the reality is that I'll, in the wedding space, I see a lot of really long form, multi-paragraph, heart gushing testimonials. And it's just, it's so great. Like seriously, hang on to those. I tell photographers, read, read those right before a consultation, just to remind yourself of how awesome you are. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you, when you show up to a consultation with that kind of confidence that look, look, people love what I do. And this is what I do. You can take it or leave it. I don't need your business. It's a really healthy place to come to a consultation. Yeah. Okay. So hang on to them. However, the problem is a, a stranger on your website is not going to read 500 words in a testimonial. Okay. It's just our, our brain sees big paragraphs of text and, and says, I'm too lazy. Um, what's in it for me? Why would I read all of this? And of course it's a testimonial. So it's just going to be positive stuff. It's just, oh my God, um, Nate's amazing or Julie's amazing, whatever it is. Like nobody cares, right? I don't know who this person is. Why do I care what they say? But the trick here is to mine your testimonial for what I call kind of the the diamonds. The diamonds in your testimonial are where your clients talk about their concerns, hesitations, or problems. So for example, I've seen some in wedding space saying, oh my gosh, we were so nervous. This is the first time we ever took pictures together. Um, my spouse or my husband, was he's always um, afraid to be on camera. Whatever that concern or hesitation is, that is gold. Because when it's just human nature, when we read somebody else that has the the same concerns or hesitations that we do, there's a new level of trust where we're like, oh, yep, I want to read this now. It's a perfect hook. So I think I want I want to give you guys permission to go into your testimonials and tweak them a little bit. Even if you want to ask your past clients for permission, it's okay to copy edit and to reorder some of those words because the people who gave them to you are, they're just trying to help you, right? They don't, copywriting is hard. It's, they, they're, it's amazing that they wrote, wrote you a testimonial in the first place. It's okay to, to, to tweak it a little bit and to bring those, those problem focused sentences to the top. Mm-hmm. So things like, I did, we were so worried about, we had no idea where to start. Planning a wedding was so overwhelming. But when we met Janae, we knew that because she listened to us, that everything was going to be okay. Like to hear, hear that order when it's mm-hmm. problem and then solution and then happily ever after, that is the order. That's the formula for your whole website. And it's the formula you want to use in your testimonials. Yeah. And then back to your example of um, we tie this back to portfolio images also, is I recommend grabbing those couple sentences and making those be like a little teaser testimonial uh, on your front page. And then having a little hyperlink that says, read the rest of the story or want to see more. I want to see their full day. And then they click that link. And then um, you can display the complete multi-paragraph long-form testimonial along with 20 to 30 to 40 images of that full telling the whole story of how you capture uh, that couple's day. Yeah. Love that. 
It's very powerful, right? Yeah. I went, I went deep. I get excited about that tactic. And I, I hope that's helpful to people yeah. listening where it just, it's, it's, it's a good way to articulate um, how overwhelmed and how much shorter attention span all of our website visitors are. And we really just have to meet them where they're at. And so I think that the first thing we can do is actually start to take away a lot of the content and, and streamline it and save it for later, save it for emails, save it for landing pages, save it for the consultation call. And when we really go back to reminding ourselves that the job of the website is to turn a stranger into a lead, that's all it needs to do. And, and then our email lists, our landing pages, our other tactics, those, those steps are designed to convince people to schedule a call with you or to, to reach out and, um, and to come meet you in person. But a lot of times we get stuck building our websites thinking that that's the website's job to book us a customer. Our websites don't book customers. I don't know any wedding professional that lets a couple book <laughs> on the website, like reserve your wedding here, put a down payment of $2,000. Like that just doesn't happen, right? No. <laughs> so because we know it's not doing that, a lot of times that we can remove so much of the information. It's almost like, hey, we've you've had this employee that's been overworked trying to juggle us a thousand things and it's bad at all of the jobs you've tried to give it. I want you to go home today to your, your website like employee and say, look, I'm so sorry. I've had too much on your plate. The <laughs> trick to being successful is to give you much less so you can, yeah. you can actually hit the singular goal. I love that. And also uh, on the podcast, we've talked about, and I've shared about outsourcing several times and I truly believe in it because you're right. You can't do everything on your own. Like you can't be an expert in everything. You know, some people, when I talk to them, I'm like, oh, are you a videographer as well? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a photographer. If you want a videographer, I can give you an expert in that. And I think it's really right. important to, as you said a few times, to give yourself permission to hire other people to help you. Like, it's okay. You know, like, it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to get help from experts because that's what they're good at, you know? And then you can start focusing on your business and your craft and, and you know what you want to do next versus like oh my god i have to learn all this code and i got to figure out how to copyright and i don't know what to do like it's just overwhelming and i love that we're sort of like taking that overwhelm out out of this equation right like we're just mm -hmm, simplifying mm -hmm. things and making it much more pleasant uh for you and for also the the viewer of your website making it simpler i, I really am resonating with this a whole lot I love it. I'll, I'll, I'll give one more kind of design tactic, a prediction where I see things going mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. if we want to meet our traffic, meet our strangers where they're at, we know that most of them are on mobile and we know that people with reels and TikTok, people are very comfortable scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And I think that the olden days of of especially wedding websites are multi-page like hey sit down and get to know me and you would we would we would see time on pages in the like the several minutes right where people would be sitting on their desktop computers reading every word looking at every gallery those times are no longer mm -hmm. um and i really i really recommend especially for the multi-genre photographer to have a singular page for each genre 
But for wedding, if you're just weddings, I think that there's there's room to stack everything your site needs in one singular page because people will scroll for a long time. So imagine if you look at some of your sites right now, let's say there's an about us page or there's um, a how this how the process works page, but they land on your homepage and they're scrolling down. And sometimes they have to scroll for a while, right? Mm-hmm. But then the step to go to the other pages you want them to see, how do they get there? They have to scroll all the way back to the top right. to get back to your menu. So at the very least, you need a menu system that is persistent on the page so that they can quickly, and I think burying it in a hamburger menu that collapses, looks like a little hamburger. I don't yeah. think that's effective. <laughs> People don't like doing that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm a big fan of having a persistent call to action button that's there all of the time. It's like a little, as a, as a floating header button or footer button, um, especially on mobile, but then just using a formula like StoryBrand to give them the right content in the right order so they have everything they need, they will scroll for much longer, right? Mm-hmm. Lean into the thing, the behavior that people are used to doing and give them everything they need in one tall page with a very clear call to action. And, and that is what I see working really well right now. I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Like one big scroll and then a persistent contact button, hopefully, or find out more. How, how would you, what would be your wording for contact? Would you do contact us or inquire now or find out more? Is there like a secret button, a secret phrase that that people like more? Oh, I love this. I love getting into the nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll give you my formula. There's two calls to action and, the, and two only. So the primary one, the one we want everybody, if assuming they're hot and they've got a, like a really good referral, they've heard about you from a vendor or a friend. I think that one should be contact, contact now or let's chat or schedule a free consultation. And it's an, it's an invitation to talk to you. Mm-hmm. That's it. And give them, I really recommend giving them a a link to a calendar so they can choose their own time for a 15-minute free consultation. Mm -hmm. And then whether you like using those tools or not, you also put in like, hey, if you can't find a time here, please call or text or whatever, or email anytime, we're standing by to help. So there's you want to give as many safe, simple, easy paths to you just to schedule that first conversation. Yeah. So that's... That's the primary one, of course. We want everybody to take that that action. That means your web, that's all your website and your online marketing's job can do is to get you meetings, not bookings. It can get you meetings. And some people are not ready even for the meeting. So then what? What about the other 99% of your visitors, right? They're there just considering, they're they've got multiple tabs open. They're not sure um, if they're ready. <clears throat> so that I would call that the the transition the uh, transition call to action or the secondary one, which is just email address in exchange for pricing information along with a nurturing sequence. So giving them your wisdom, like, hey, do you want my 10 tips for my favorite venues in the city? Or my 10 tips on how to plan a stress-free wedding day or how to get engagement photos you'll love or wedding wedding photos worth hanging on the wall. 
And it's simply one little tip. So you're, you're, you're offering a way to continue the conversation. Right. And with the explosion of amazing studio management tools and survey tools, this is another huge mistake I've seen on photographers' websites are those like sign away your mortgage contact form. What's your budget? What's your wedding date? What city are you in? What colors do you like? <laughs> There's just so many. It's so fun to ask all of those questions, but every single form field hurts your website's number one job, which is to convert traffic into a lead. So if that's what we are optimizing for, I would say don't even ask for a first name or phone number or any of it. Just ask for email. If you get the lead, you can earn the permission. You can build the trust to later ask for all of those other things. Yeah. So my formula is I would I've never seen anything convert traffic as good as this. There's two parts. Once we get past the technical, it's only asking for email. After that, it's Would you like to see our pricing guide along with my free tips about blank? And there's a free tips about something they care about. When you combine pricing along with free education, we've seen our photographers, we've helped go from a 1% conversion rate from five, six, seven, eight percent conversion of traffic. When you really incentivize the other thing that has has faded away, um, nobody wants to subscribe to your newsletter. Mm -hmm. Inviting, having a form field that say, hey, Join our newsletter for tips or free blah blah. It's like it's like asking a friend, "Hey, do you want to go to a movie?" I'm like, "What? What? What do you mean? What movie? <laughs> when is it? What's it about?" Like, people don't know what you're, what's in it for them when you just say newsletter. Um, but if you say free education about blank about something they care about, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, I love that. Oh gosh, Nate, this has been amazing. This has been so good. I feel like. This is a real winner of a show. <laughs> People are going to listen to it a few <laughs> times and be like, I have to write this down. I got to write, reach out to Nate. Well, let's talk about how people can, what does Sticky do to help photographers? I want to talk about that real quick for, before we end today's okay. show. Yeah. Okay. And so, well, we'll I'll do a, a twofer. So a way to learn more also is I have a free clarity course. Um, if you go to stickynate.com, I created that domain just to, for podcasts to make it easy for you guys to remember when you're driving, just go to stickynate.com and there'll be a way to get access to my free website clarity audit, where I walk you through five short videos mm-hmm. uh, to just put you in my head when I'm auditing and revamping somebody's website. These are the five things that I look for and it'll kind of recap some of the tips here. And there's also some other good ones. Um, but what we do is I've spent whoosh, six years now helping teach photographers how to build funnels because mm-hmm. a lot of ways w- with this with this new reality that we can't put as much on our website as we thought we used to in the olden days, um, we need to build a funnel and you need to put all the content that used to be on your website into um, hidden pages that you drip out, whether it's education, um, pricing guides, location guides, what to wear guides, how to prepare, all of that stuff needs to be built into your email automation or your hidden landing pages. And there's a handful of photographers in our industry that like that kind of stuff or that came from marketing backgrounds and they get a kick out of it. But what the big takeaway I've learned is that people don't care 
they don't get as excited to build funnels as I do. <laughs> so <laughs> we've switched gears. And one of the, my favorite things to do now is we have a built for you system where my team of experts will help you build an automated funnel with emails targeted towards your audience, building a pricing page. And now that I'm a, a certified guide, we can actually help you come up with the wireframe, the clear words your website needs in the right order. And we'll help. There's cool ways to, to help you get that done. So you don't have to do it all by yourself. I love that. I love that you help people like this. It's so, it's so incredible. I think it's such a valuable resource for anyone listening or future listeners or people who work with you. Because again, when you become a photographer, you're just thinking, I'm just going to shoot pictures all day long. And I'm going to have the best life. And then you realize that's only 10% of it. <laughs> and you need mm -hmm, help mm -hmm. doing the 90. You, you really need help. So I'm so happy that you're here today and giving our listeners uh, some really, really great advice. I love it. So Thank if, yeah. when we, yeah, you're welcome. When we, so we're going to wrap up. And I want, I always love ending each show with some tangible tips and we've given so many, uh, but I want to just mm -hmm. make it like a bite size. If you can just give us th your three best tips to start with, to, you know, to not hurt your, your website, where, what would be mm -hmm. those three best tips like to start uh, right after this uh, podcast? Yeah. Let me let me do some numbers, Juan. If people made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm hoping this is helpful. Um, here's my best business to business advice is uh, my analogy is stop inviting people over to a party um, in a messy house. Mm. And during COVID, um, I it was really hard for me because I loved the incentive. I love the incentive of having company, throwing a party, and because it meant that me and the kids, everybody would clean the house. <laughs> we had that reason. And as photographers, as soon as we kind of get started, it's easy to focus on traffic. We get so distracted by the next shiny object of, oh my gosh, so I've got, I've got, I'm making money, I'm getting some leads, I'm getting some customers. Now all I need to do is go get more traffic and send more traffic to my website. Mm -hmm. The problem is, when your website is only converting less than one or less than a percent of traffic, it's a ton of work and even money. If you are paying for, for the, the not or the wire or Facebook ads, you're spending a lot of money for each and every visitor to your site mm -hmm. and you're not converting enough of them. And so here's the reality is if you can fix your conversion rate, the beauty about this, whether you do it yourself or hire an expert to do it for you, that's a forever fix in your business. That's an asset, right? If you can fix your website that can can, can turn a hundred visitors out of a hundred visitors, you're turning now five or six instead of one into a lead. Now it makes way more sense to go tackle paid marketing because mm -hmm. you have a much more predictable chance of success when you are converting that much traffic. So put down the social, the burning that's burning you out, put down all of the extra energy you're doing and pause and clean our house. Let's get our house in order so that you know that you're And the first step is clarifying your website. The second step is making sure you have a really good, clear lead gen offer that converts into getting people to, to scheduling on your calendar and then go back because traffic is a forever thing 
right? It's for, yeah. you always have to invest in traffic and tactics and partnerships and word of mouth referrals and all of that. But I want to, we burn out over time. The photographers that don't figure this out, um, they end up burning out because it's too much work, too much energy, too much money to get traffic um, if you're not converting enough of it. Yeah. I love it. My goodness. What a great way to end. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. This is this has been really incredible. And I am so happy that you're here. So let's tell everybody where they can find out more about you, uh, Sticky, and say hello online. Yeah, I think just for sure go to stickynate.com. I'm going to keep that singular. I'm going to follow my own advice and give one single call to action today. Okay. You go to stickynate.com. That's going to send you to a special page for the free course I told you about. And you can learn more about everything else we do from custom mobile apps to landing pages to email marketing. But if, the, if today resonated at all, I would really recommend um, jumping on a call with my team to see how we can help. Um, or if you want to grab the book, Building a Story Brand, or even find a certified guide in your city, um, there's, a, there's tons of them all over. But what we really love doing is specializing in story brands specifically for photographers. Yeah. So we've got some exciting ways to help you story brandify or clarify your marketing so that you can get the clients of your dreams on autopilot. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So this, uh, if you guys want to swipe up right now, you can click on the show notes and you can click on the link and get that, um, join the course and let Nate know that you listened to today's episode. This has been so amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope to have you back soon. Thank you so much, Janae. It's an honor to be here. And thank you for everything you do for our industry. I appreciate it. like today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. A huge thank you to Nate for being our incredible guest today. Truly amazing conversation. And I hope you guys um, leave today's episode with some great tangible tips and actionable advice. If you want to say hi to Nate, find out more about him and how to work with him, visit his site, www.stickynate.com. You can sign up for that free course, see how you can work with him and let him know you listened to today's episode. All right, you guys, I can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye.